0: hey everybody welcome once again to the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein and tonight we are talking about monday night raw for october 24th 2016. uh hope everybody is well hope everybody enjoyed the episode once again i got matt morgan with me uh matt you want to you want to start off uh, by giving just sort of your uh, big picture view and then dropping uh the the bomb you did on me right before this started tonight
1: <laughs> about falling asleep
0: yeah Matt actually uh, fell asleep during Monday Night Raw.
1: <laughs> I fell asleep during the last sixty seconds of that match. Uh, yeah, uh, God, I, guys, it, I can't believe I'm agreeing with Vince Russo on something, but it really is not easy to watch Monday Night Raw all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially it's it's amazing now that SmackDown's on Tuesdays, just because really night to night. Could not be a clearer comparison you know and then uh uh you know before the brand split uh adding insult to injury with uh, with uh, the even shorter nxt it's like the week starts off with a really long wrestling program then we condense down to more manageable digestible sizes of programming as the week progresses um but yeah interesting raw tonight we're gonna go match by match and talk about what happened on the show uh the triple threat main event was interesting. Um, I did spoil for Matt what happened at the very, very end there, and we'll talk about that uh, as we get further into things. But let's start with the beginning and just this setup, right? So we had Chris Jericho come out, and the list of Jericho is missing. That was the the very start of the show. And uh, Kevin comes out, Seth comes out, Stephanie comes out. Uh, What did you think about them sort of building this as as the the crux of the storyline of the evening? Uh, In my opinion, that the missing list of jericho it reminded me like that was a muppet show plot right there
1: it was very naked gun uh very naked ish. uh yeah yeah it's, it's i don't know it's funny it's over as far as the list goes but i don't necessarily build like my uh angle around it um it's it's it i didn't like it honestly and the worst part is it's over the list is over with the crowd yeah and seth rollins coming out and having it doesn't do him any favors i can't i him even dissecting this
0: <laughs> well but it's important though right i mean we've talked about this now how now rollins has had his complete face turn but i, I feel that in putting him behind stealing jericho's list it's too much what they tried to do with with Roman, right? Roman, I mean this idea yes. that he's a face but he's sort of like a smartass bad boy sort of face. Uh I don't know. I mean I think uh with Seth that's one way to do it. I mean I, look, needling Jericho is easy, right? That's easy comedy because Jericho gets needled very easily. That's just how it is and it's easy to get Owens riled up. But in them doing this and having it built around that, um it was a little thin you know uh, as far as overall plots go but hey i get that week at week in and week out they have to put on a show they have to come up with a storyline so this week sure it's the list of jericho that's that's the motivation right
1: how about the fact that they're three exceptional talents chris can usually come up with his own stuff um he, he doesn't need the w w writing team to write him some crap like that um there's a million things I could do and they're three good talents and they just, it looked kind of, it got kind of foolish. It got too, too, too corny and too hokey.
0: Yeah. No, it was it was it was thin i thought it was very thin um and it's a through line so if you're enjoying listening to us to talk about the mystery of the missing list of jericho oh believe <laughs> me it continues throughout the entire episode i think we went you know uh, almost the full uh build up to the main event everything up till brock the, the mystery of the list and jericho retrieving his list it was really you know joseph campbell the hero's journey it was you know classic three arc mythology storytelling um but uh yeah it continued just throughout the entire episode oh my god uh this was the go-home show for Hell in a Cell. Of course, that's coming up this Sunday. And here on Wrestling Inc., we will have complete coverage afterwards with Vince Russo, Raj Giri, and Mr. Matt Morgan himself. But let's uh, dive into... I, the, okay, so the first match-match of the evening, we had uh, Enzo versus Carl Anderson. We've now set up Gals and Anderson versus Enzo and Cass at Hell in a Cell happening. Um, what did you make of, of this configuration of this and doing the way they did having Cass do the distraction to get the win?
1: Uh, it Same old thing. Yeah. Um, same old thing. Poor Carl Anderson. I, I, I don't know. At least they're kind of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of protecting Gallows a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, But uh, it. I like the, I did like the way for the record. I like the way that uh, um, Anderson and Gallows came out, how they interrupted. They had their heat. They took every, they, they did the carpet yank as far as taking away their, uh, Babyface's main, uh, you know, sing along uh, mm. shtick, um, which always gets good heat. Um, I liked what they were saying, you know, as far as a promo goes. They were confident. They were doing a little bit more of talking like they normally talk um, in real life. That's how they talk. Um, they weren't yelling and screaming and acting like tough wrestlers. They were talking <laughs> like they normally talk. Um, and that's when those that's when Gallows is at his best. Um, but as far as the match goes, it's. <laughs> same thing same exact formula as far as that they like you said they threw a little different twist as far as far as using um big big boy as far as doing it causing the distraction you know
0: yeah, and I thought that was an interesting way to do it. I mean, Enzo gets knocked a lot for his in ring ability. So I think right. this, they gave it a believable win by having Cass do both the distraction and the boot, the big boot. Um, you know, it, it was okay. I mean, I think at Hell in a Cell, their match will be good just because I, I think they'll, they'll put on, you know, a good match, it being a pay per view. But I think we talked about this before is just, you know, is, is there a ceiling for matches when there are no stakes involved?
1: Mm, yeah, uh, to a two degree. Yeah. And this is, this is two good tag teams, though. As far as the fans like to watch both of these teams, mm-hmm. um, so so it's going to be an entertaining match. I'm, I'm sure of it. But uh, they're both in a really pre- weird predicament. You know, they're both in kind of like this, especially Gallows and Anderson. They're kind of in this holding pattern still, and I don't know yeah. what else. I don't get
0: it. No, and that's the thing. And so th- there was, you know, an interstitial promo in between this so we had rusev um and, and we could talk about the rusev and roman promos that aired tonight in a second i thought the style was interesting compared to some of the other stuff but uh the, the, it's weird that we followed that up with the new day versus uh, cesaro and sheamus because you know in my opinion i don't know how you feel about this it seems to me that had they done this right you know uh, had the belts switched to Gallows and anderson this would be a phenomenal Hell in a Cell match with Enzo and Cass versus Gals and Anderson if it was a title match if Gals and Anderson had the belts. I feel with New Day retaining the belts and going up against Cesaro and Sheamus, which still hasn't popped or clicked, in my opinion, um, yep. it just feels like a no-stakes match. It's like, and, you know, and then they're lampshading so hard that New Day's had the titles for this long that, you know, they're, they've got within sight breaking the record that it seems like, well, they're going to have them break the tag record. Maybe at this point, you know, and just uh, keep the division. I mean, it's, and I can't believe I'm saying this given how great New Day has been throughout the course of this, but it just feels sort of stale keeping New Day as the champs.
1: It is. They, they, they should have got, they should have got taken the belts off them a while ago. Yeah. Um, but we say it every week. They don't need it. They're entertaining enough on their own. And now I think it actually somehow, I can't believe I'm saying this, them having the tag titles, like you just said, it, it actually hurts them.
0: Yeah, and it hurts the division because there's no stakes in any other tag yeah. match, and I think the New Day. I mean, New Day is so entertaining, right? I mean, they can wrestle, but when you watch them on TV, I mean, that's that's a segment in and of itself. Whether they yeah. ever, I mean, sure they're in the ring, but whether they're even in a match or not, it New Day is a right? segment. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And you've got these other guys that just, I mean, it's 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 tough. So is uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. I don't know. I mean, I just I just feel like it's it's just not quite there still um i mean they're both really really talented wrestlers but it's just not popping in that configuration and to have them going up uh against them you know and winning here in this non-title match i mean this is i mean literally it's it's trying to you know have your cake and eat it too with this 50 50 booking it's like okay we're gonna have them win but there were absolutely no stakes involved but you know sunday when there are stakes involved they're probably gonna lose
1: <laughs> yeah i follow along exactly what you just said right there yeah
0: yeah, it's just oh man, it's it's very frustrating. Um, but uh, with that in mind, so what did you think of them doing the the black backdrop promos tonight? It's been a while since we've seen those for it, both it Rusev was, and uh, Roman.
1: I originally was fast forwarding, you know, yeah. and I had to, I thought it was a commercial, and I had to rewind <laughs> it when I saw it was you know that it was um um come on what was wrong with me
0: Rusev
1: Rusev. You know, with a shaved mustache or whatnot. Cause at first I was like, uh, it's probably like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like one of those uh, commercials they say, hey, you want to see some classic WWE matches? Go on WWE <laughs> Network, relive the, you know, the glory years or whatever the hell they say. And I thought it was one of those commercials. I just fast forwarded through it. And then I'd rewind it when I realized what it was. Um, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was different. You know, anything that they did is different. I'm a fan of. Even if, it, even if the promos themselves sucked. Yeah. Um, at least it was something different aesthetically.
0: So let me ask you, you know, having had the experience when cutting a promo. What in your mind is is sort of as talent the, the what do you feel is the most effective and what do you think is easiest is it being in a ring is it doing something like this where it's just you with no announcer is it hmm. having you know someone interviewing you and doing the promo I mean which format as a performer did you prefer the most and did you think always it was the best? in the ring
1: I always 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 in the ring for me was my was would make it better for me I, I, it's easier to suck energy from the crowd. Um, You know, and and emote a little bit more because you're out there with them. It was easier to get pretty jacked up or really, really, you know, spiked up uh, when you have people, when you have the fans right there live booing or cheering you and they give you fresh material. Yeah. They give you fresh material that you can't plan on and and you can make it work for your promo to add to it.
0: No, that makes sense. I would think, yeah, the energy would just definitely kick it up a notch in terms of what you can do with it. I mean, it seems like with these ones where it's one performer facing the camera and the superstar, you know, it is intensity that you're going for. And I could see why they would choose mm-hmm. that from a production point of view because you don't have to worry about, you know, assholes in the crowd chanting what or anyone trying to throw you yeah. off the game.
1: Yeah. It, it, I thought it was good. I liked I liked it. I did. Tonight is exactly what you just said. You can be a little bit, you can be intense in the ring, don't get me wrong, but when there's no noise, no anything, but just that wrestler's, you know, beaming at all. You know, let me see if I can get this in the mic. It was this camera lined up properly. <laughs> My eyes are bloodshot. Thanks a lot, main event. Um, When they pull, pull right into the camera and dead eye that camera, you know, mm-hmm. beam a hole through their motherfucking po- opponent, you know, as they're driving their bullet points home. It just does a different thing for me, the viewer, than yeah. them being in the ring does um it's that tunnel vision in uh, on like you said it brings intensity you don't have to yell you don't have to scream um it it sucks me in as the viewer
0: now so we went from uh the the new day versus seamus and cesaro which uh i I kept thinking man why aren't they calling them you know uh Just. so some terrible you know some terrible pormento of names i'm like props to actually i give wwe uh creative credit for not doing that after the whole prozongo thing because i kept thinking i was like there's enough similar sounds there right it seems like that's a terrible idea waiting to happen um but we had the backstage segment and this i enjoyed and again i, I to me it reminded me so much of an episode of the muppet show where we had jericho backstage looking for the list and he <laughs> interacted with primo and epico and then jr mahal and titus and they're telling where they saw him, and they're doing their little okay. bits. that it's i really liked
1: it definitely is muppet s now now you've yeah. got me okay yeah, yeah. you're right. But,
0: I like that i'm mean, even with jinder mahal even with primo and epico right because they gave them their little yeah. they get to do their little shtick you know mm-hmm. and jericho got to do his shtick I, I appreciated that and i actually like you know with backstage we haven't really seen that in a while like with doing the interactions um as much smackdown's done a little more of it but the idea that backstage is this thriving environment you know yeah. where yeah. everyone's just sort of doing their own thing and i like that i, I give them props for uh, doing that but then we had a very puzzling let's just call it puzzling bailey versus dana brooke in an arm wrestling match
1: this this (laughs) what are they doing to bailey i I don't
0: don't understand this and the fans were chanting this is stupid we had people chanting boring boring. i mean and for bailey when's the last time bailey got negative chance
1: they've managed to do the impossible i once I don't remember when I wrote this. Some one of, your, one of your fans looked this up for me. On Twitter, I originally wrote when she was still in NXT, and I said, Bailey literally is the most over babyface in the entire WWE. Mm-hmm. From main roster to NXT, nobody can touch her as or, being organically over as, as the ultimate babyface, right? Yeah. And I go, I don't think it's possible for a creator to mess this up. They've messed it up. Yeah. And I'm not just ch- listen. Anybody that watches this show, if you're from WWE Creative or whatnot, don't be butthurt over this. I'm not the type of a guy that 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 shits on, excuse my language, creative just for the sake of doing it and whatnot. In fact, I used to get pissed myself when my own creative team used to get buried on these type of shows. I used to think the guys would go after creative all the time, way too much. So I'm a guy that doesn't like to do that unless it's just unless it's due. You've managed to do the impossible. Yeah. You know, you've got you've to gotta own that, guys. You have managed to take a girl that you did not need to do anything with except give her the same exact entrance that she had at NXT and let her be. Yeah. But you managed not to do that. You you, you managed to give her the worst possible opponent she could possibly have, okay, somebody who was less experienced than her. Um, you managed to get her in an arm wrestling contest now. After a week of a blown finish last week that did our barely no favors, just her entire introduction to this company has been a complete screw-up, and this girl deserves so much better. You guys should just let her be alone and, and just copy what they did with her at NXT.
0: Yeah, but You
1: had to get in your own way.
0: And I'm assuming this is building to a match on, on Hell in a Cell. They didn't announce it, but I would assume. I don't want to
1: see that match. I can't believe I'm saying that. I don't want to yeah. see that.
0: They got to do something, though. I mean, if it's not building to, to anything, then it's like, man. then the I'd rather them really take her like.
1: off TV for a month. I, ra- I <laughs> swear to God I do because this is killing her, and she's so good. I don't get this.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I was thinking yes. about it when I was watching it. I was like, they could have had – a promo off. They could have just come out there and cut promos. They could have had Dana come out there and mock bailey's Shtick. They they could have had a freaking yeah. dance off for all I care. They could have done anything other than an arm wrestling match. Um and that's I mean a, That's anything. a
1: good one. Why not steal a week of her coming out and imitating her entrance, getting the music playing? It's a promo segment, right? Yeah. And out com- out she comes in and, and Bailey's a complete gimmick, you know, acting like it, like she's her. You know you know when they they, they they people have done that millions of times with each other oh, but yeah. it sometimes it works and it buys them another week because this was a mess oh this was horrible dana's in between stuff between the actual arm wrestling was just brutal
0: yeah it was it was brutal it
1: was fake heel trying to be a heel it, 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 oh god it,
0: it was and it was, just, it was just weird i mean it was just a weird choice um I, I I don't know I don't know I mean it's seen, not
1: Dana's fault Dana's no, new
0: no, not at all not Dana at all, should creative.
1: not be put in this predicament yeah. either you know they're not doing her no favor I, I don't get it
0: yeah I just really think uh, from a creative point of view just so puzzling a puzzling if, choice
1: if you did not have somebody who she's so organically over. you know what I mean by that Glenn she yeah you don't need to do anything for her oh, so yeah. if that's the case you put you you definitely put well into motion, months into into motion, who you're going to book her against when she comes up because this girl's special. Everybody says that and everybody knows that and everybody feels that when she comes out, generally. They've managed to mess that up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just i yeah i'm really in shock that and maybe it's because of sasha and the injury angle or not the injury angle but the actual injury forcing them to change angles um you know and then go back and forth with it i don't know you know that's the only thing where i give raw a pass it's like between what happened with finn and then sasha's unexpected absence and whatnot i understand that maybe they had big picture plans originally that have had to change a bit as time has gone on but at this point I don't know. They've got they got to do something, right? And then mm-hmm. Emma or Emelina will be back soon. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming maybe her and Naya because we haven't seen Naya since uh, uh, the last pay-per-view. So I don't know. Do not know at this point. Um, speaking of other strangely puzzling segments, uh, Curtis Axel versus Bo Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Axel hometown. Huge pop. And he lost to Bo Dallas. What do you make of that?
1: I, I knew that was you knew that was going to happen. They, they were just trying to steal some Minnesota steam from the crowd. And I, I just don't like the fact that they made that kid go out there and put over his family lineage like that. Yeah, his grandfather, his dad, and then be treated like that at the end of it. So um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think he'd be doing anything right now if if he felt he was, you know, doing anything disres- you know that he felt disrespected doing at this point. So I don't know. Who am I to say? Um, I just, I don't even know why this is happening on TV.
0: Yeah. Well, with Curtis Axel, actually, you know what I thought was good about it is it actually when they put it in that context, uh, cause Curtis Axel doesn't talk about his lineage much. Mm-mm.
1: That's um, what pissed me off that they treated him like that after with the finish and how they, they stole, they just, they just, they just stole that. It felt like to me, unless they do something with this, is this going to be an actual angle Glenn? Hmm.
0: I think I'll leave it this way. I think they're both going to be on TV. So yes, I think this is the angle. I think okay. the angle now it's like Curtis versus Bo for the next couple of weeks. Um, in a you segment, know beating together. them twice. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know, man. I don't, with if I were Bo, I would really uh, be putting some feelers out there to, well, probably not to TNA, given everything has gone on. Maybe calling up Japan. I don't know, mm. I'm seeing what he can do. Maybe have his brother try and get him a meeting with Vince because Vince probably isn't taking Bo's calls. Um, I don't know. Just something's got a something's got to give at this point because it's really they're running it into the ground. I'm surprised this is still on Raw. This should be on Superstars, yeah. you know, if anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that segment, Curtis Axel in front of hometown crowd, totally beat. Take that, Curtis. <laughs> um, but we did okay. So we did get uh, positive. We got a video package on Rich Swan. He has a match with Brian Kendrick later in the show. Yeah. But they gave us something. We talked about the cruiserweights before that they have not been spending enough time to build them up as individuals, especially outside of Kendrick and Perkins. So I like that we got that. thought that was good. Um, and that led to the segment of Jericho finding Braun Strowman with the list, the missing list, um, and then teasing the fact that the match with Sami Zayn was coming up later in the episode, which we'll get to. Uh, of course, after that was the Roman promo against the black, black uh, background now what what do you make um of this well we'll talk about this a second. I want, I want to talk about how they're building up hell in a cell because it seems like this year with what foley was doing with what roman's doing with what rollins is doing i mean they're really 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 building up hell in a cell as like just this traumatic experience this year because we got three main events if you're paying attention i will have three main events at hell in a cell um they should just say every everything is a main event it's a main event pay-per-view every single match is a main event if there's three i think that kind of counteracts the purpose of a main event personally um but we did have cold dust and Our truth with uh mark henry versus the shining stars and uh titus <laughs> o'neill uh here's what i'll say about this match i liked that the golden truth changed the lyrics to include mark henry in the little rap at the beginning Like you know, they're they're doing something to show. Glenn,
1: nobody wants to see us talk about this match. I'm being honest with you. I'm reading my Twitter right now. Nobody wants to hear about this. Uh, I I know we were supposed to go over every single every single segment, but that said, this is another one that deserves to be on Superstars. Yeah, it should not be on Monday Night Raw. Their quote-unquote flagship show. Um, I've got guys sitting in NXT right now that, that that could come up onto this show right now and be main event players. And they're still not called up, and we're watching this crap. On, you know, I, I I don't know what to say. I hate to keep sounding so negative about it, but it's just it's so tedious to watch. I don't want to. And these are guys I'm friends with. I love Mark Henry. Um, it's just it's just where they're at in their career, and more importantly, what WWE has done with them and how they've treated them lately. To not make us care about them anymore. These guys deserve to be on superstars with how they've been presented to us over the last year and a half now. So I don't even feel like I was emotionally invested enough to even discuss this.
0: So just for kicks, because we talked about this, mm. I do have here in front of me the spoilers for Superstars, which was taped tonight in no. Minneapolis. Just let's go by comparison. Uh, superstars uh, this week is Sinkara, Cedric Alexander, and Lince Dorado defeated Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and Aria Davari. And mm. Neville defeated Titus O'Neil. I would have taken either of those matches over yeah, this me too. um and the other the other one we mentioned uh earlier me with on bow either of those would have been a huge step up so yes confirmed this should have been on superstars instead uh so let's talk about uh going going to this so the build up to hell in a cell we had charlotte and sasha contract signing for their part of the three main events on mm-hmm. hell in a cell coming up this weekend now you've talked before about how you think fully when he tries to get serious and gets overly intense comes across as a little much yep. like he's pushing himself a bit what did you make tonight of ha- how much he was talking about his own experience with hell in a cell
1: it and happened when- again it happened again It's yeah. exactly what happened i think um he's incredibly passionate he's a he's a money promo no one will ever take that away from him especially when he's on on it on it like that but it was just this uncomfortableness about it where they're talking about wanting to sign the contract and then and, and charlotte out of left field started yelling at him to let me sign it give it to me now give it to me now foley like i of not know where it's it which which was kind of weird but then i'm like oh they're obviously setting this up for something for him not to give it to her why wouldn't he give it to her that's what this contract signing is for because Drumroll, please, it was time for him to put over for the 55th time the importance of how brutal and barbaric and skin flying everywhere and you're going to lose pounds of, or whatever, buckets of blood. You're going to have five years off your career. You're going to walk around on a, I get it. I get it. I've heard it in every goddamn darn segment, the brutality of the hell in the cell. Okay. And
0: it's going to be a pedestrian match on Sunday with Charlotte and Sasha. I predict, I mean they'll do some risky spots, but do you think they're going to be on top of the cage fighting it out?
1: I think Charlotte will, I pray she gets her shit in, quote unquote, and does her little moonsault off the top. I, I know it's supposedly it's been told it's been called off like that they won't let her do it, but I'm predicting she'll still get it in. Um I think that's going to be a money spot and I hate to say you watch a match for spots, but when we're talking about the women's division right now, everything that they're doing is a first-time thing, yeah. and it's going to be something that's going to be played in the annals of WWE highlight videos for many, many years to come. They still play the Lita. Well, they just probably stopped actually playing you know, the Lita, S.A. Rios, when she first hit her very first moonsault, if you remember, um, on many, many, many highlight packages for various shows throughout the, the WWE over the years. Um, it's going to be one of those type of moments. And I'd like, I think for that, I think that's going to be cool. And yeah. I think they're both very creative and they'll find ways to use that cage. I really do.
0: Yeah. If they let them do the spots, I think it'll be great. But that's again, the problem with three matches in the cell though. Now I know I was on the record before and saying every match should be in the cell, but having three no. in the cell, I know. And I understand what you're saying, but so to your point, having three in the cell, don't you think that's going to make it harder to have those spots in three matches.
1: It sounds horrible to say.
0: Yeah.
1: Because it's completely contradictory, contradictory to me being always getting on WWE for being a little chauvinistic at times. But they're not They're not being chauvinistic now. They're giving the girls a fair chance, right? That, that's yeah. what this is all about finally. Um, I think the girls doing it for some rhyme or reason is just different to me as the viewer. I don't know. I don't know well, I think I, because be the we've standard. never seen it done. So I think because of that, it doesn't become stale, yeah, because they're doing something in the cage after another cage max. Let's say I think to me it's different because it's the two girls doing it. It's a first time type thing. They're gonna look different doing it. Um, I'm gonna get a different emotion. Most importantly, of when they're doing it in that cage, that's the most important part. It's gonna emote to We're gonna definitely have different emotions toward it, and how we're invested in it than the other ones. I and think- therefore, it makes it different.
0: No, I think it could very well end up stealing the show. Like you said, because of the reason that it is the first time happening, I'm just wondering if they're going to be able to have three matches that live up to the reputation of how they built tonight. You know as this this career shortening match um and i think if if they had to the pick of the three i think to go into your point i do think it'll be the women's match because of its historic nature that that will be the one where they maybe let them yeah. do more with it but i wonder if the other ones are gonna
1: the other ones will have a big uh, roman and um um god darn what's going on with me rusev i love a big spot in the match they'll have a big yeah. fall or whatever the hell it is that'll be in that match or he'll spear him through it something crazy like that um but there's nothing special. There's nothing crazy going to be about that match, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, and then with uh, Owens and Rollins, um, I mean, maybe that will be the one that gets the short end of the stick. And maybe that would... And that could go into what we were talking about before if they don't want to change the titles if they don't want to give rollins the title yet then i could see where that match might might be uh underserved uh Mm. given everything else that's going on uh but i don't know it's interesting i mean there's a lot of buildup headed towards the show i thought the segment with mick was interesting but uh someone in the chat mentioned uh you know mick literally screeching to the choir uh just in terms of how you know much he's trying to put an emphasis on uh, all the dangers of hell in a um so we got the tease again about emelina really still not excited for that they nope. keep they gotta stop just just bring her out i'm assuming they're gonna bring her out next week for the the raw after hell in a cell because don't 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 turn them yeah. uh into kurt hawkins is, is really what i'm asking at this point um but we had brian kendrick versus rich swan uh, with Rich Swan getting getting the pin, and this is leading up to Kendrick taking on T.J. Perkins for the championship, of the Cruiserweight <sighs> belt, uh, at Hell in a Cell. But you know, I like this match. I thought this felt again; it was sort of Cruiserweight exhibitiony. But I thought with the buildup before and the placement in the show, I thought I thought it worked pretty well.
1: If you're a fan of Rich Swan, you're gonna love this. Um, if you're a fan of, of newer Cruiserweights getting an opportunity to get on TV, you're gonna be a fan of this. But it goes against everything leading into a championship match to have the <laughs> damn, you know, um, guy lose going into his, you know, title match.
0: Hey, uh, according to Raj, uh, the Raj Giri booking algorithm, this means that, uh, that you know, he's going <laughs> to win. He's yep. going to win. Kendrick's going to win tonight,
1: you know. There's no formula with him
0: yeah so i mean it could happen and they've built it up a lot right i mean with i i really like the angle they've done with kendrick about talking about you know this is the last chance in the career To in my mind this is this is how you build uh a title change you know i mean this is similar to what they did with Dolph, right uh, with the the ic yeah. belt you make yep. it seem like this is his last hurrah and then you give it to him because the fans like that yep. um so i thought that was cool and uh we went from that again to a segment with uh Owens really putting over the Hell in the Cell match, talking to Tom Phillips, and then Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn with more build up. So the match hasn't happened yet. Um it kind of right. got some licks in tonight. I- I'm assuming this is the Hell in the Cell pre-show match, maybe if they haven't announced it yet. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Um, but I think they're, they're building it up to. I, I like this idea, and I know you've talked extensively about how they should book Braun, but I like the idea that Braun doesn't even see Sammy as competition. Um, but that Me Sammy, good. we know that Sammy is a great technical wrestler, so we as the fans take him seriously as competition, right. it's not just some regular jobber. Um, and uh, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm very interested to see this match when it happens you know i guess i'm necessarily excited for it but yeah i mean you know and the reason i'm not excited is because i think to your prediction it, you know i want Sammy to win that's why i'm not excited as much like you're saying i think braun will ultimately win it'll be braun's first hard-earned victory perhaps um and that just bums me out like what's next for Sammy on his way down after this <laughs> how much lower on the card can he get mm. i don't get it yeah I don't know um but yeah it was a build up to, to you know something it was different work.
1: it was interesting they, they they didn't have to waste a match to do it um do you know what i mean it, it was yeah. a different way to get there so everybody's protected in this as far as that goes
0: yeah uh, it's, it's
1: not a good scenario for Sami Zayn. no at, at, at the end of uh, end of this
0: so we had a backstage segment with perkins and kendrick after that mm-hmm. um building up you know short here's my only thing about tj perkins i get that the video game thing is is, is a shtick i come mm-hmm. from a video game background but dear god he's got to stop working in the references every time he talks yeah you know, To like you yeah. can't just press reset bro it just, <laughs> it's just starting to feel really a little forced that's it's my only note for all of that uh, but, so okay, after that we had what what really, for all intents and purposes, was the main event tonight. I mean, there was an actual triple threat main event, but we had Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come out to answer Goldberg's uh, response last week. What did you make of how they treated Brock coming coming back to answer this? And Heyman,
1: I don't think this could have gone any more any worse. <laughs> uh, they they knew where they were where this where they were. They knew they were gonna. Yeah, he was Brock was coming back to Minnesota, yeah. so uh, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think w, maybe WWE doesn't give a crap over who they who the, the 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 WWE universe perceives as the face versus the heel on this. Maybe I'm wrong completely on that. But I had thought it was gonna be Goldberg being in the fighting from underneath, you know, Dad Super Dad as Paul Heyman tried to get over tonight versus you know the Beast incarnate.
0: And Heyman Before, was stuttering. He was pulling a Matt Morgan
1: he really he he really was he was really um you know all over the place as far as trying to get them back in you almost tell like he was kind of frustrated he was you could see it he was pretty frustrated at the end of it
0: yeah it was strange to me for them to do that in minnesota um and uh, you know here's what i liked i liked that it looked like brock uh corpsed a little bit and was just kind of laughing at some of the the crowd reaction That made me happy because it seems like a lot of times when Brock comes back, he's just so serious. He's doing his thing. Mm -hmm. I I like that. You could see that he was at least enjoying himself for a moment or two there. You're reaching. (laughs) Well, whatever that response was, I like, you know, I like things that humanize people from what I understand that documentary on him, uh, that they shot for the new DVD is actually pretty good. So I look forward to watching that. Maybe it'll invest me a little bit in Brock, you know, as more than just, uh, the main yeah. event that he is. um So, yeah, so that was okay. It feels weird that they're doing all this building now for Survivor Series already with Helen sal I feel like that's stepping on your own. They're stepping on their own thing yeah. a little bit
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I think, I don't know. I don't know what this whole network does for them. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what, what, I did. if this was the pay per view market, yes, this is absolutely ludicrous to be doing this. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I don't know how the game is different as far as how they make their money now with the network. And not, I, I can't imagine in any context it's good to bastardize your own, you know, special shows or pay per views or whatever the hell they call them on the network now, you know, but I could be wrong. It was, they can't be that stupid. This is, there's a reason why they're a billion dollar company and they've been doing this for quite a while.
0: Well, you know, even tonight. So they were hyping it, saying if you sign up for a free trial now, you're going to get two paper. You're going to get Hell in a Cell and Survivor Series in your one month trial, because of how the dates work. Hmm. You know, so in your 30 day trial, you're going to get two pay per views in that time span, which I thought was interesting. I mean, I think that so
1: they're giving away Brock Goldberg for free essentially.
0: If you sign up for the network, you know,
1: if If you you sign if you sign up for a free membership,
0: yeah, for the free 30 days, you get 30 days unlimited access to the network. So I
1: don't get it. I don't get it at all then.
0: Yeah. But drive signups though, right? I mean, here's what I think the reasoning for doing it is, is I don't think ESPN cares about Hell in a Cell. Maybe the fact it's the first women's Hell in a Cell match.
1: Of course they don't care.
0: No, no, but look, they do the segments with Coach on there. I mean, that gets the mainstream attention. Um, But you get Brock into the picture, you're going to get, and I've talked about this before, like why do they use Brock Lesnar as, Brock Lesnar is like a promotional strategy to me. He's not, you know, he's not really uh, a wrestler in the sense that, you know, he doesn't have storylines is what I'm saying. There's no bigger picture. But he's something someone that they plug in because he's going to pull some UFC people to check out wrestling that don't normally watch it he's going to get some lapsed fans to come back same thing with Goldberg too by the way um I think with the Survivor Series this is actually very well engineered because Goldberg hasn't been in the ring they haven't played that card you know in over a decade now with Goldberg and putting him against Brock I think the Survivor Series is going to get them more lapsed fans than uh maybe Triple H versus Sting was was the last thing that, and this might even be bigger than that. I mean, it's not WrestleMania, but I think that this might even have more resonance because watching Triple H in a match and Imagine Sting was an Impact for so long. You know what I mean? I mean, this is on paper. This yeah. should be really, really big for them to get yes. a lot of people to watch that haven't watched. Yeah. It
1: while, you know? I hope so. I, I mean, not to plug the company, the the, the network. I think the network's awesome. I watch yeah. the crap out of it.
0: <laughs> network is the best ten. I mean, I get more value from the network than I get from Netflix. Yeah, you
1: know? yeah yeah
0: more stuff on there
1: that thing's always on my phone
0: (laughs) yeah no and the original programming i mean is fantastic i mean we've talked about it before uh you know, I just, I think they do such a good job with it, but I think that this is going to get people to sign up for the network. And I think this also kind of ties into looking at their promos for the network lately. Um, we talked about, you know, them dropping like those Hogan sound bites in there. They're doing more promos now that are marketing towards, Hey, check out the, you know, the rise of John Cena, check out all of DX, right? They're, they're really, I think, marketing towards those attitude era and beyond fans who haven't watched WWE programming in a while. And this is their chance to maybe convince them to get the network to see the the pay-per-views and to watch the archives. You know, this idea that they're not even trying to get them into watching Raw and SmackDown on a weekly basis. They're trying to get them into the network from a nostalgia point of view.
1: Mm, yeah. You know, that's I a can big see that on being glad Glenn Glenn.
0: marketing. <laughs> um You're but telling it, Glenn. no, no, but I'm telling you like, and I think that's part of it, right? I mean, I started watching the network for the Monday Night Wars documentary. You know, oh, I heard about man. that, and then I was like, Vince McMahon commissioned this Ken Burns-esque 20-part documentary about the Monday Night Wars. I was like, I've got to watch that, you know? And then from there, just sort of table for three, just kind of going down the rabbit hole, right? I mean, of all the stuff yeah, that they offer. Yeah, it's
1: just like we do on YouTube. I do the same stuff on YouTube. Yeah. I used to do the same thing on YouTube. I go from match to match to match, and same thing with the network I do. I love it
0: yeah so i think i think that's where goldberg versus lesnar i think that's the gateway into getting people into it but uh without digressing too much on on that let's talk about this triple threat main event last night so okay it's still going to be one-on-one at hell in a cell owens versus rollins um the triple threat match you know the same problem when you put people that are friends in the triple threat at no point to me did it seem like owens versus jericho you know they didn't play it like oh they're going to turn on each other oh you know it just nice. seemed like this kind of clumsy little dance they were doing there, um, in not attacking each other and then working you know with Rollins leading and Rollins getting a double roll up pin on both of them which really I you know we talked about this before on the air just a lot of moves that they can make look natural that move did not look natural pinning two guys rolled back um i thought that was a bit much to end it and it was also distracting i don't know if you noticed this before you dozed off what was with the fans in the front that were yelling that girl that was just yelling <laughs> and the guy yelling i'm a geraholic and the girl yelling at kevin like like shouldn't someone from production be like you know, shut the hell up you're right in the front you're on the mics are picking it up like isn't it production's <laughs> job the same way they would confiscate a sign to tell people to like pipe the f down when they're doing that
1: i don't know i i don't think i, I think that they could have shut the, the volume down on it they have control over that in their truck yeah. so if they felt something was wrong trust me kevin dunn, dunn would have been all over that like flies on you
0: know what so weird but so distracting i can't remember the last time a fan in the front row short of hopping the barricade like had that much interference in a match um but you know okay so the triple threat was what it was not monumental not epic Matt Morgan fell asleep for the last 60 seconds of it mind Um, you
1: two out of three are my favorite wrestlers and Jericho was like a top five you know I, I just the show beforehand killed me
0: yeah yeah that's raw that's Monday Night Raw, the go home episode for Hell in a Sand. I feel like there are more exciting things to talk about. I want to be like, "Matt, how's your WWE 2K17 season going?" <laughs> create a, create create a good wrestler? You uh, you're still in NXT with that or?
1: I uh <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think no, it's dope.
0: I put in a lot of time on that game in the last week or so. That game uh, is so good. Yeah, I mean there are bugs, but I'm I'm overlooking the bugs because Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot. I'm really looking forward to when Hall of Fame mode comes out for it.
1: Well, hey, we have any other odds and ends to cover?
0: Yeah, we do. So, I mean, basically Hell in a Cell predictions, man. So, uh, you know, let's let's talk about what you think is going to happen at the show. We know a lot of the matches. We talked about three main events. Roman versus Rusev. Owens versus Rollins. Sasha versus Charlotte. We've got the New Day versus Cesaro and Sheamus in a title match where there are actual stakes, which means New Day will almost definitely retain. Um, we've got uh, Gallows and Anderson versus Enzo and Cass, and I believe that's all that's been announced so far for that. But uh, do you have any any big predictions for what you think is going to happen? Uh, <sighs> I'm assuming we are we on the same page that Charlotte and Sasha should should be the match of the show, right? That should be the match. Yeah. Of the show
1: yeah that's what i i hope it is i i don't know if i'm hoping it is more than i think it's gonna be um but uh yeah it it has the the bigger opportunity too it has a bigger opportunity to 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 really supersede expectations
0: yeah and perkins versus kendrick i think i think perkins uh
1: it'd be a great match
0: yeah i think uh kendrick could could get the belt conceivably
1: i think it's definitely going to happen
0: yeah they've they've built it in every single way with the way they do these things um but no i mean look it'll it'll be a good pay-per-view i I like i like any gimmick pay-per-view tables ladders and chairs love that uh royal rumble love that any pay-per-view built around a gimmick in my mind is hard to screw up
1: then you're gonna love halloween raw next week what a friggin' joke that commercial was (laughs) god You're going to love that.
0: I'm trying to remember the last Raw on Halloween that I saw.
1: Did you see Brock Brock Lesnar in that little uh, ID with the eyes blinking on and off? No, they picked all the young superstars that that, that can't really say anything yet about how ridiculous they just made them look being advertised (laughs) on it. Yeah, you didn't see Brock. I didn't see Cena.
0: Yeah, we'll have some fun costumes. I,
1: I didn't, well, I know he's not on RAW. I'm sorry. But um, they they, they, you know what I'm saying. They used all the younger guys that aren't going to say nothing bad about it. They're not going to complain yeah. about it. you. Just made me look ridiculous. <laughs> they put Kaz and Enzo on, They're like they, I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be what it is. But Hell in a Cell will be good, though. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, yeah. the night before Halloween. Hopefully, they won't lampshade that too hard.
1: Yeah, um, I, it's going to come down to the last. It's going to come down to the final two matches that will make it worth uh, watchable. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to come down to Owens and Rollins and then the two girls.
0: Well, do you think Roman's of Rusev? you think Roman retains? Yeah. And you think uh, Owens will keep the belt? Yeah. yeah well, there you have it. Um, of course, here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast, immediately after that ends, uh, Matt will be back here with Vince Russo and Raj Giri to talk about everything that happened. One programming note, I will not be here next Monday uh, or next wednesday i'm actually going on vacation for a week to new york to watch actual theater as opposed to sports entertainment theater um so i'm gonna go and do that and uh, i'll be watching from home though i actually really looking forward with Helen in Cell to seeing that after show to see you and russo again and to see uh
1: given Glenn, how it turns out you yeah. you are going to watch theater you're you're going you're going all the way to new york just to watch theater
0: <laughs> no so i like a lot of people uh i really got into the musical hamilton earlier this year and uh, i went in the spring and caught hamilton on broadway but i had tickets for november and then i ended up selling those tickets because they're going for such insane prices still and the hamilton tickets have now paid for my wife and i to go see like eight other plays when we're in new york so is uh, hamilton
1: a play i'm guessing
0: yeah hamilton is a hip-hop uh, story about okay. alexander hamilton and the founding fathers it's okay. pretty incredible <laughs> um, I know it sounds Very crazy fine. right no dude 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 I laughed the first time I heard about it also but then you listen to the music for it and at first you're like this is kind of weird and then after a while you really get into it because the guy that wrote it Lin-Manuel Miranda is clearly a huge hip hop fan and he just it, it's really interesting too because it has all you know the founding fathers and the like old white guys we traditionally think of played by this multicultural cast it's, it's a huge phenomenon it won all the Tonys this year it won a Grammy um, and it was really really good and I'm really really glad I saw it on Broadway with the original
1: do, cast. Do you get up and get the freestyle at all during it?
0: No, I wish I did. <laughs> um, that would, that would be something else, but uh no, it, look, and I've said this before. Part of what I like about wrestling is wrestling in my mind is, is like immersive theater, right? I mean, we've got stunts, we've oh, got yeah, stage yeah, fighting. Yeah. And what I really love is I love what, and I'm, know you can relate to this having done it I love watching the wrestlers especially like in a tag match when they're not in the ring but they're there in character and playing to the crowd in character yeah. you know um, it's and, and what's funny now I saw this we're not going to any of these in New York but right now the big thing in New York is sort of this immersive theater stuff where you like go to a building and you can experience the story by walking through all these different rooms and seeing things play out and in a way wrestling is kind of like that because you can see a different story if you're watching what's going on in the ring you can see a different story if you're watching what's going on, like someone like Maurice that's on the side that, you know, she's going to interfere with the match. Um, and I really like that. I like that idea that, you know, everyone that goes to a live wrestling event gets a slightly different version, depending on what they're paying attention to. And I think that's a really interesting aspect. No one gives enough credit to of what makes wrestling so interesting to watch live.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. so for me. So, yeah, I'm uh, going, going to New York for a week. Going to take in some theater. It should be interesting. Uh, I wanted to uh, pick your brain just on one other news bit, though, before we go out here. What do you make of these rumors? I think I called this on last Wednesday's uh, SmackDown podcast. But I said, you know, I bet you if James Ellsworth sells enough of those T-shirts, he might be getting a contract. And that's the rumor right now, that Ellsworth might be getting a contract.
1: Well, then deserve. What do you want? Yeah. I mean, they, they, it's not like, okay, I get how ridiculous looking he is, but look at the rest of the roster. He's not too far away as far as the weight and the yeah. body goes. It's not like these guys are big Adonis's by comparison to him. Yeah. You know, I, some of them are, but not, not the majority of them. You see the cruiserweights? I, mean, I like uh,
0: the idea that they just they see when the fans like something and go for it. It's what they do with blue pants in NXT, which I thought was really smart yeah. until then it rubs some people the wrong way. And I think with Ellsworth, right. uh, it's the same thing. You know, They see yes. what the internet wrestling community responds to, and they're like, well, if they like that, let's give them that. And then, of course, they run it into the ground ultimately to the point that we don't like it as much anymore. But, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I think it's just one of those interesting twists of fate. Just, you know, guy gets a job or gig going up against Braun Strowman and then somehow almost, you know, parlays it into to something much bigger than he ever could have imagined.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I don't know. I dig those stories. I think they're cool. I'll be interesting to see if it happens. And, of course, I will be back here on Wednesday with Raj to talk about SmackDown Live for tomorrow night. Uh, Matt, anything you want to plug before we go out here?
1: um nothing guys you know where where to find me at bp at bp matt morgan both on instagram and twitter
0: cool man so uh my twitter glenn rubenstein it's in the show notes and until next time i will see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care